Welcome to episode 10, season 3 of the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. It's the Christmas special. We've got a special guest. We are looking ahead at all the festive fixture pile-ups. We're looking ahead to game weeks 13, 14 and 15. And we are working out what is the best chocolate box you can buy for Christmas. And we are drinking. We are definitely drinking. Let's go! Okay, hello, welcome to episode 10, season 3 of the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. It is our Christmas special. Have a holly jolly Christmas. We have a special guest, of which I've written a very special intro. I'll say hello to you first, Will. How are you? Yeah, Christmas. Christmas is here, as is our very special guest. Uh, We are without Rich, Rich Clark. Uh, He can't be with us this evening, unfortunately. But we have found a young man who found fame on the grocery aisle of Monmouth Waitrose, a big childhood fan of Liverpool FC and the four-fingered Kit Kat, a man who moved from Wales to the coast of Charchalton, where he and a group of coders invented blockchain and one of the first FPL hacks, which allowed him to pursue peruse rivals' teams in order to copy their selection ahead of the game week deadline. The strong-backed Backward dancing hunk of a man, Richard Jeffrey Skidmore. <laughs> uh, hello, it's an absolute honour to uh, join you all here. At, uh, I sound like I'm uh, commentating on snooker, but uh, <laughs> welcome to the Crucible. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for that lovely uh, uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, Rob. Yep, Rob and I have been in a long-term sexual relationship now, so uh, yeah, this is lovely feedback. <laughs> They were all from Wikipedia, all those facts. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. They're very good. Um, yeah, some well. of you might re- recognise Richie's voice. He's joined us before with his son, Vincent, for toddler captain tips. Probably. I actually thought Vincent was going to be on this, so I'm less keen now. I'm not that bothered. Well, you, you, can, you might be able to have him coming in. I've, I've told him 16 times uh, that he's not supposed to come in, but, you know, kids listen to you for about a minute. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he joins us at, uh, at some point, um, you know, to uh, discuss the, the finer points of Chelsea's backline. Yeah. He'll always overshadow you. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, guys, as it's Christmas, are you uh, enjoying a tip all this evening? I'm just finishing a gin and tonic. Lovely. Had a lovely, as you do on these wintry Christmas evenings, I had early pints and then needed a nap. So I, I actually fell asleep during the Liverpool game. We're recording this on Sunday evening. I fell asleep during the Liverpool game and woke up to Mo Salah scoring a penalty to equalise against Fulham. Fulham looked good. I was impressed. They seem a bit more together, I'd say. I was impressed by uh, by the goal scorer, oh, Bobby. I, I'm going to go with this. De Cordova Reed. De Cordova Reed. Cordova Reed, is it? It's a good name, whatever it is, anyway. Cordova Reed. Great finish. Great finish. It's, yeah, you didn't really, you didn't really miss much. I just watched the entire game. It was um, yeah. We we were pretty much as bad as we were against Aston Villa, uh, but we didn't concede seven goals. Struggles to concede seven against Fulham, I guess. Fulham weren't, Fulham weren't clinging on so much, were they? It was, I mean, Liverpool. Yeah, it was a good, it was a decent game for the neutral and uh, a bit of a surprise result. Well, it, look, look, Lookman looks really good. 
He, uh, you know, I think maybe he upped his game a bit because he's obviously Everton. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it could easily have been two one. I mean, I think it was Allison coming back that basically made three, four key saves in the first half um, that kept us in it. So we could easily have been three 0 It reminded me a lot of like the Watford game as well, where we just never got going. Uh, was that this year? Yeah. Yeah, the season last year, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, the last we, we, game before lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I think they said the stat that like the Liverpool team have been have played something like 15 to 20 games more than Fulham um, already this season. So I think it's a lot, a lot, a lot of the fixtures this weekend were you know surprising, such as Chelsea losing and so on. You know, it's uh, I think everyone's just a bit knackered. Just want to lie right, down. Maybe a little nap, yeah. little nap like Will. You are, as as we mentioned, and as you touched on, Rich, a uh, a lifelong Liverpool fan. I am. And you're still yet to convince your six-year-old son to become a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. That, I mean, I, I thought you would have guessed it with a strong Liverpool accent. I have. But, um, yeah, I've, uh, I started supporting Liverpool just at the, the peak of uh, Ian Rush's magical moustache. Uh, and uh, I was looking forward to many, many seasons of dominance. And, of course, we then went through 30 years of absolute nothing. Well, in 2005, and then we had the Alves victory before that, which everybody sort of glosses over. But um, yeah, uh, if you grow up in Wales, you sort of, that's why so many Welsh people are, are Liverpool fans because they're, it's either Liverpool or Mark Hughes in my generation because yeah. I'm very old, I'm very old listeners. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been ups and downs. Vincent, yeah, the, the thing, as, as for anyone who has listened before, my son has decided that he's a uh, Chelsea fan and we've not got to the bottom of why he's a Chelsea fan. I've, I've got it down to really that he just wants to really annoy me. Um, yeah. because we've, we've had Chelsea on in the background and he will come in a bit like, you know, when your mum comes to see your house and you're watching football and she goes, Oh, well done, dear. And all that. If you score a goal, he's, he's that sort of level of, um, commitment, but I think he's just doing it just mainly because they play in blue and it annoys me, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's difficult for every parent that's out there. You know, you, uh, um, you can't treat them like a normal football fan because you can't, you know, you can't like abuse them. Uh, you can't uh, give them too much hardline banter. You, c- you can't hit them that hard. You can certainly hit them. You know, that's part of the, the parenting handbook. But um, yes, you just have to basically take it. So a few times when we've been losing, Vincent has just danced around uh, the lounge going, you're a loser, you're a loser. Liverpool are the most rubbish team in the world. How does that, um, how does that go down? Does that, uh, does that wash over you or does that sometimes break? Uh, well, you just end up just taking things away from them, you know, like, you know, breaking toys, um, you know. <laughs> you've got that, you've got that room at the back of the house, the little shed thing that he sleeps in when he's misbehaving as well. So that's yeah, good. Sometimes he gets food pushed under the door. Sometimes he doesn't, you know, but, you know, you know, no one knows his last name on here. So, you know, I'm okay. The DHS, gonna, I'm going to yeah. find out. Well, uh, to follow on from that fantastic parenting wisdom, um, can you help us out with a bit of FPL wisdom? Boom. In goes the jingle. Okay, 
Uh, so to fix the Jota problem that we have now, it looks like he's out for six weeks. I think probably Foden for Jota, 6.4 million. They got West Brom next, then Southampton. So that looks like a good uh, fix or maybe Mount for 6.8. And the others, I would say Grealish, 7.8. They've got uh, West Brom's lovely welcoming arms and then away to Palace. So I think that might be good. Go on, All right, I'll go. Bruno Fernandes. So United take on Sheffield United midweek and Leeds at the weekend, two of the worst defences in the league. So get him in, captain him up. And Thomas Suchek, uh, 5 million, 5% selected. West Ham now the best side in the world, apparently. So get him in. Yeah, I've gone for Esme Concert at Villa. He's 4.7 million, 9.1% owned. And got Burnley, West Brom and Palace next. And then another centre back, John Stones. He's only 0.7% owned, 4.8 million. He's got three clean sheets in a row, and they've got West Brom, Southampton, and Newcastle next. Uh, hit the sound <laughs> That's um, got to be the first time John Stones has ever been picked on this. I think I think you might. Or be. on any podcast ever about football. Well, he's he's played the last three games and scored. He's got clean sheets. He's got bonus points this weekend. And I, you know, I know it's the whole Pep Roulette thing, but their fixtures, you know, of West Brom, Southampton and Newcastle. So, yeah, they have got good fixtures. I'm looking at I'm looking at bringing in a, a city defender and I can't work out if it's wise, whether it's Kai Walker. I don't know. He's always going to give away a penalty. Yeah, but you don't get it doesn't matter on FPL. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. He's uh, what did what did Keane say the day? He's like an idiot or something. He's just like really. I, I'm enjoying Keane's refreshing uh, commentary where he just says it as it is. You know, he's like, uh, no, that guy's an idiot. Um, yeah, I've got I got Diaz. I brought him in, and I've got uh, Loris. I brought in this week because uh, or last week because uh, Tottenham just a crazy goal goal difference, and and you know only conceded ten goals. So I I uh, like a lot of. Uh, fans of my own team I uh, p- went with the Liverpool defence for far too long so I spent all my money early season on uh, Trent and uh, Robinson and then um, yeah they obviously didn't even after Van Dyke, I just couldn't see the writing on the wall so uh, I finally conceded and actually changed my defence hence why I'm you know hovering along the bottom of most of the leagues I'm in so I'm hoping that Loris will do uh, a decent job you know Maureen always has them uh, set up quite well. So I think uh, yeah, that might work. Yeah, I, the, the clean sheet is definitely back. I know we discussed it off air, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's, I've got double, double Southampton and double Chelsea defence at the moment. Um, and that seems to be working. It didn't work yesterday with Chelsea, but it worked today with Southampton. So it's, um, I'm not quite premium defenders yet, but I'm I'm in the four and five mils, um, which it allows me more in the midfield. So yeah, Yotta, you were saying because I've got Yotta, so I've just Same. literally just swapped him for I brought in Suchek just to free right. up money. So um, yeah, I think that that saved me a million or something like that, or in, in fact more than that. Um, What's the word on Yotta, Richie? As a Liverpool fan, have you got the insight on what that injury is? Yeah, Klopp just rang me just straight after the game. He was quite yeah. disappointed, but um, he said that uh, it looks like it's six weeks at least. And it's weird. It was against like Mitterland. He got the injury, which was like a game that we didn't need to really do anything. And he still, I mean, Salah played for the whole 90 minutes. I don't know whether like he's got like in his contract that he has to play every game. It's crazy that we, you know, we do this. So he's out for six weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was saying, you know, maybe I'm looking at maybe Foden, 6.4. I think West Brom, 
then Southampton, and then you've got or, or Mason Mount. Mason Mount seems to be like a fixture now in the team. He takes a lot of corners. Um, you know, they got Wolves. Wasn't he? Did you see that against Everton? He hit the post and the bar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Wolves, Wolves just look like all at sea now without Jimenez. So, um, and then they've got West Ham. Um, so, yeah, no, I had Suchek as, as an outside bet. I had him at the start of the season. You know, my terrible run this year in, in fantasy football, I actually started with Suchek and, of course, got rid of him just as he started uh, scoring. So, <laughs> although yeah. I, have got, I have got Grealish. Grealish is at least, you know, seems to be quite consistent. He's one of the most yeah. important players, I think, isn't he? Like 47% or something. But I think, so we're, we're recording this on the Sunday night, as we mentioned, and then the next game week deadline is this very Tuesday, which is obviously pretty close for game week 13. Yeah. Half four, don't let that catch you off guard. And then... And it's, uh, it's, Amazon, it's Amazon week as well. So it's, everything's on Amazon Prime. Oh, this for week. God's sake. <laughs> so, well, no, Wednesday will be good though. If you've got, if you can get yourself an Amazon Prime trial, then it will be well worth doing because it's, yeah. um, it's, it, I, I, last season that the midweek games were great so they go around the grounds they have this whole like Jeff Stelling style soccer Saturday thing but didn't they absolutely get to see it. the goals go in it's great can you remember do you remember the first set of fixtures that Amazon had it was for themselves there was something like three goals scored across all 10 games yeah yeah <laughs> they, they were unlucky but some good fixtures they've got this time so hopefully it'll be good I'm just checking the scores on the um, the current matches yeah so yeah, that's always a tricky one to catch out on the Tuesday and then ahead to the game week 14. Nil, nil. Back to a regular weekend. We got, you got the Mighty Palace against uh, Liverpool, Rob. Oh, be... really? Is that next weekend? Saturday 19th, that's game week 14. It's a 12.30 on BT Sport, so... Oh, excellent. Uh, um, the big match is Spurred-Liverpool, of course. Yep. How are you feeling about that, Rich? Well, you know... I, I'm not, you know, even before I had Vincent, you know, the well-known Chelsea fan, uh, I was never really a big fan of Maureen. I thought he's pretty much, you know, the luckiest manager that's ever lived. Everyone tells me he's amazing. But, you know, to my mind, he did one good job when at Inter, um, you know, where he actually turned the team around. But up till then, he's like had a sack full of money everywhere he went. You know, if I could buy Didier Drogba, he would score a lot of goals as well for me. So, uh I was amazed when, you know, when he left Man United, I thought that was him. And then he went turned up at Tottenham and I was just like, no, that's not going to work. But he seems to have like confounded everybody. You know, it seems to be working really well. So I don't know. Tottenham always give us a good game. I mean, I can't remember. It was two years ago. They scored that outrageous goal. I was that midfield. They just scored that amazing uh, goal for them. Um, So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's the one <laughs> sick note uh so uh so yeah i i think it'll be a one one probably i could see them you know it's just like maureen to actually go there and uh and and win and that would break our record which has been going on since you know noah's ark so uh um yeah maybe one one i'd say maybe i don't know it's really hard to call at the moment like t- today like we we played awful and then the other night absolutely blew wolves away it's just like you know everton beating chelsea chelsea just didn't turn up um it's it's really weird at the moment to sort of try and call any sort of game you know how you think you know a team would win i mean you know there's leicester who i thought would have been really well they've sort of tailed off they've sort of come back now arsenal were my pick this year after after the early season before I thought they were going to be really good and now they've, you know, in a relegation battle. So it's... It feels like every weekend there's about three fixtures 
that you look at the results and go, yeah, that probably, you could probably see that, those three come in. And other than that, it just feels like everything gets slightly turned on its head, doesn't it? Yeah. It's really hard to call, which is making it interesting, I guess, but at the same time, pretty frustrating. Well, yeah, I think, I think like, you know, the Man City, like Will was saying, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to tighten up now. So, you know, I bought Diaz in and he looks like a fixture now, even though uh, Man City sort of chop and change their back line. I had Mendy last season, he did really well and then got injured. But um, yeah, it seems like you need to have at least like one or two Tottenham defenders because they seem to be the only one of the few other than Aston Villa that are trying to keep a clean sheet. So, I mean, the goal difference is crazy. And, you know, and they're scoring as well now, which is, is decent. You know, I think, you know, Kane is probably too much now. I've got Son, but um, I looked at Kane as, as I'm one of the last people to have Werner. Um, and I keep thinking, oh, I'll get rid of him. And then he keeps chipping in with like a five point here and a five point there. So I, I don't know. I can't bring Vardy in because you guys have got Vardy. And, uh, you know, who, who else do you look at as a, as, a, as, a, as a striker, you know? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I, I've, I've avoided Patrick Bamford all season. And I will continue to do so as he plays for Leeds. I, I also, I think I tweeted the other day that Leeds are going to entertain their way to the championship. They're, I, they're, they're not. I, I, I can't see them surviving. Yeah. I think they're. Um, I think they've been found out already, and they just concede so many. And yeah, they play really entertaining football, but they don't ever look like winning a match. But will well if 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 he does if they do go down you will then lose the crouching on the side of the pitch by their manager. I know. You know. I mean, any man of a certain age like me, you know, who's well into their forties, will know that crouching is a thing that you do not do because you're not going to get back up. So I I constantly find it impressive, pretty much more impressive than actually leads how they play is the fact that their manager can just stand crouch for hours on the side of the the pitch like some. It is a good skill. Um, isn't it? Oh, he's 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 brilliant. I, I'd like to see him stay in the Premier League, but not Leeds. Yeah. yeah, I'd like him to, you know, have a go at speaking English in the post-match interview. So, if only for him to refer to both Man United and Man City as Manchester, because as you know, that's one of my favourite things with a with a foreign non non English speaking man manager is when they refer to those teams as Manchester. It's always good. But um, Richie, we should um, pick your brains with a few questions as you join okay. us as special guests. I've got a few questions for you tailored specifically for you and your love for Liverpool and with a slightly festive twist. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's start with one which uh, tackles both those themes, actually. Um, which former Liverpool midfielder maestro will celebrate the birth of baby Jesus and his very own birth on the 25th of this very month? Oh, Christ. Midfield <laughs> maestro. Oh, is it... Um... I have a feeling it's John Barnes. You you want to go a little bit later, um, a little bit post John Barnes' career. You're probably looking at mid nineties, light scoring a few screamers from outside the box. Nineties. And uh, um, I I had a thought about this because I saw this question in advance, and I promised I didn't cheat. But um, what, is it Jan Mulby? Not Jan. Uh, no, Jan. Jan was about the same time. I'll give, I'll give you one final clue. Scottish. Scottish. Oh, Gary McAllister. That's the one. Ah, there yeah. we go. Well, it's not going to yeah, it's not going to be Dalgleish. Yeah. So. Yeah, Gary McAllister's birthday on Christmas Day. He 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 was one of our most underrated players. You know, before Milner, 
he came in and I mean, I don't know how old we signed him when he came, but he was pretty old. And but he was he was great for so many years. Played played on, you know. And I mean, Milner's now what four hundred and six, and still beats the. I think he still holds the record every year in pre-match training at the start of the season for the bleep test. He beats yeah. every younger player because he's just like literally a brick shit house. Do you reckon? Um, do you reckon James Milner does sit down wheeze? <laughs> I've heard that he does. He only ever does sit down wheeze, and that's the secret to his success. <laughs> Maybe that's what Bielsa's got then. <laughs> he's like he's got one of those European crouching positions, you know. Those yeah, he doesn't players. touch the he doesn't touch the seat though. <laughs> he covers. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, as we all get a bit older, you know, we all, you know, in lockdown, I've I've taken up running, so I have become one of those runners, and uh, I've got sort of marginally fitter. But the fact that you know, uh, I look at uh, Milner and I'm just like, wow, you know, that's. that's that's a level of, uh, of of work that I'm never going to attain. I may as well just sort of relax into my mid-40s now, you know. Yeah, that's fair enough. I actually dug out, um, uh, I found an interview when you mentioned Kenny Dalgleish. I found an interview with him in Shoot magazine in 1980. Um, and there's a, it's, it's one of those interviews where they sort of say, what's your, uh, um, your best country visited, <laughs> favourite food? <laughs> Yeah. Um, miscellaneous likes, miscellaneous dislikes. Um, it, there's there's some quite interesting things. I wonder if you can tell me um, who Kenny Dalglish's favourite singer is. Oh, was in 1980. 1980. Proclaimers. Uh, no, it's a bit later, isn't it? Um, it'll be David Essie. No, I'm <laughs> I'm going to go for a curveball and say Elvis. No, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> what? <laughs> So if you have that on in the dressing room before matches. Um, that, that, must, that must have been Mrs. Dalgleish. Well, I have to say, he yeah. absolutely loves his wife so much. Um, everything is about his wife. So favourite food, anything cooked by my wife. Yeah, um, yeah uh, personal ambition to give security to my wife and family. Um, the questions. Lovely guy. Love, yeah, maybe his wife answered the questions. Well, isn't uh, it in the contract? It's in the contract as like the, as a manager because you must be away so much, and, and we're all you know uh, betrothed, so we know the uh, the constant uh, arrangements that have to be in place on every day to to uh, to go anywhere. So you know, like Harry Redknapp's the same, isn't he? Because Harry Redknapp is always like, oh, my wife, my wife, this she makes yeah. the best food. Yeah, so I, think, I think Harry's for real though, isn't he? There's a lesson for us all. We just yeah. basically need to love everything our wife has ever done and never question them. You know? Great. Yeah. And then, then two two other questions from um, I'll tell you his best country visited Bermuda. Um, his uh, favorite TV shows, um, sports progr- sports programs, George and Mildred, and then if you can you guess the other one, Taggart. <laughs> no. Um, sports programs, George and Mildred. Yeah. Match of the That's day. Like- no, come on, the sports programs. Um, I mean, it's, but this is very 1980. It's, it's Pebble Mill, <laughs> Grandstand, Grandstand. Well, well, that would fall under sports programs. Very broad, isn't it? Um, Cagney and Lacey. No, I'll tell you, it's Rising Damp. Loved a bit of Rising Damp. Oh, and, and his favourite actor, Leonard Rossiter. Of course. <laughs> well we should um we should dig out that aston villa players interview as well we should uh play a blast of that as well. oh yeah no. um, so richie next question 
Yep. One, I don't know, it's a tough one, but who would win in a fight between John Arnarisa's jaw and Dribble Cisse's blonde mohawk? <laughs> well, uh, Risa is a man after my own heart in, you know, in, in the, the chunky backstakes. You know, he's always quite, quite a big guy. I loved how he used to go down the wing. Um, yeah. Jibril Cisse is a bit of an enigma, you know, we, I, I know as many Liverpool fans absolutely love him and absolutely hate him, you know, he was, you know, he was a bit, yeah, he's, you know, he, he did some good things, but a lot of bad things. I'd say, uh, yeah, that that Norwegian jaw of John Arnariso, I think would be, uh, he's made quite a granite. Good, wasn't it? It was good. quite well defined. Yeah. And not as, maybe not as erratic as Cisse's hair. Yeah, I mean, I should should tell the story. I think you know Rob knows this. I I think I'm the only man that ever decided, you know, the height of uh, the Spice Boys uh, regime that I should uh, uh, buy a shirt with one of the three. I could have gone for Phil Bab, you know, cultured. I could have gone for the Thinkers Defender scales, but no, I went for uh, Man Mountain Meat Mountain right. uh, Neil Ruddock as as my and I got his name still on the back of the shirt. Lovely, lovely, and now obviously. You know, it's like, like Ruddock or the Razor. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, he's Ruddock. Razor Ruddock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you that know, he, he, Is it, he always oh, had, no, no, he had Ruddock on the back. He was professional. I just, I, I just got Ruddock. I like, you know, I mean, why not scales? I mean, even Bab. I mean, I remember that defense. Yeah, you, you can probably find it on YouTube, listeners, if you want to go and find it. He did an amazing clearance once, Phil Bab, and went completely scissored right into the post. It's one of the worst. Uh, crown jewel oh, yeah, when he slid into the balls yeah it was a really wet night and he just went straight in and then leg one leg each side of the post yeah. and like yeah. proper slack and you we, could see the mentioned that on here before and, and did that ruin his career because i feel like no one remembers him after that moment do they <laughs> <laughs> well he's saying he had a very <laughs> okay. yeah i i think yeah well you know they went on for a while i mean that that, that spice boy spice boys era was just crazy because we actually had a good team and it's just yeah i think we just had you know, Man United used to turn up every week and just laugh at us. You know, yeah, you and, uh, could never that that side would never have beaten United. That was the problem. If it was any other era, you'd have you'd have been fine. But United yeah. were just too good. When was that? Late nineties. Yeah, yeah. We just we we never yeah, really we, played with ninety six onwards, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I I'm, I lived in Liverpool then, ninety six to two thousand, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I I used to work in a bar. And we used to finish at about, I don't know, three in the morning and then have a couple of drinks and then we sort of stumble home at about four or five in the morning. And pretty much it was, I did Saturday nights, I think, Friday or Saturday nights. And pretty much every night without fail, I'd see Robbie Fowler on the way home. <laughs> Honestly, like outside a kebab shop, yeah. around with a couple of girls around him, like invariably he'd be out and about enjoying he got, he got done, didn't he, for doing that celebration where he was like uh, the, on the line, wasn't he, up there? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he, he loved loved the high life, you know. What's uh, Robbie Fowler up to nowadays? What does he do? He was he was mad, you know, like he, he, when you retire, you must have a lot of money. But I suppose people still want to to sort of have that sort of pull of manage manage it. Can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that again. Um, what's Robbie Fowler up to? Uh, yeah, Robbie Fowler. Yeah, he's um, in drugs. He's pushing jokes. He, he went into man managership. Why can't I say managership? <laughs> what is managership? Is it in a word? Is managership a word? <laughs> it is now. That's why you can't say it, Richie. Uh, yeah. He became a manager. I'll say it that way. Um, of of 
of an Australian team. He was like Queensland or something like that. So he got sacked about three months ago. And now he's just like, I don't know, a property magnet in, in Liverpool. But yeah, there, there are very few. I mean, we've been blessed over the years with great forwards, but um, Fowler for me, I mean, Torres was good, but Fowler for me was always was the best. You know, Fowler could do anything. You know, that, 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 you know the, 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 the hat-tricks he scored, just like anywhere outside the box. He's a beautiful player. So I will get, I'll take you back to an actual piece of trivia now. And uh, Rich, you can have the first attempt and then Will, you can follow up. Who was Liverpool FC's record signing and a bonus point for how much? When? Record ever. Just ever. ever. Yeah, ever. Uh, um, uh, well, uh, well, it's um, uh, Van Dijk. And how, how much do you think? Uh, he was, uh, I, I think he was, 80 million, some 70, 78 million, something like that. Because right. Allison was 60, 65, and I think Van Dyke was 80. And then the Man United spent nearly 100 million on that bag of shit fridge that sits at the back for Man U. Um, who are you going to go for and how much? Oh, uh, for record signing. Uh, I mean, I'd have said Van Dyke as well, but now I'm now I'm doubting it. Um, uh, Stan Collymore, 13 million. <laughs> yeah, no, Richie was pretty much bang on. Van Dyke, 75 million. There we go. I remember when we signed him, everyone was like, that's so much money. But I mean, he's like a beautiful Royals, Rolls Royce. Yeah. I've never seen anyone like, you know. Incredible wow. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won you the title. I think if you hadn't have signed him, you wouldn't have won. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, we, we have a. a, a a history of terrible goalkeepers, you know, we had like, you know, we had really good teams and then we'd have like Vestervelt in goal or something like that. You know, it was, um, you know, we had, it's, it's rare for us to sign decent, decent goalkeepers. Oh, I was talking about Van Dyke, but. Okay. <laughs> Let's go for a bit of local, local trivia for you, Richie. To the nearest mile, how far is Monmouth from Anfield? <laughs> and, and for a bonus point, how long would slash did it take you to walk there? <laughs> I think it's uh, last count. I think it was about six and a half miles. <laughs> uh, and I think I did it in, uh, I think I once did it in about 24 minutes. Monmouth to Anfield. <laughs> okay. So Will, do you want to have a guess? Uh, 304 miles. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. That's that must be about right. That's that's pretty much a round trip, actually. It's a, it's 177 miles from Monmouth to Anfield, and if you walked it without sleep, it would take you two days and three hours. Get get myself bags packed now. Off we go. Something to do, isn't it? Next lockdown, we'll do that. And uh, <laughs> walking tour of Wales. Huh. Love a walking tour. Okay, let's uh, let's bring it back to a festive question, Richie. Get your thinking cap on, mm-hmm. and um, Will, you can you can chip in with your answer as well. What is the best thing about Christmas Day? Um, oh, that is tough. I'd say I'd say uh, I know with my previous history, you know, with my uh, my love of food, I'd probably say uh, 
the food and, and the friendship, I'd say. I have, uh, <laughs> that sounds a very boring answer, but it's probably true. Uh, I'd say, yeah, that, that, uh, that for me, we've always had, like Welsh families are a bit like uh, Italian families, I suppose. We all gather around. My mum is still the only woman I've ever met that will do uh, three desserts for every meal. So even on Christmas day, after you've eaten your uh, 15 kilograms of turkey, there will be a trifle, a uh, Christmas pudding yeah. and one other. So uh, yeah. A little bit of each, right? When, they, when you know it's good. Well, yeah, I, I, for, for many years when I used to live at home, I used to have to go and basically lie down for about four hours because I'd, I'd probably... Um, tough, tough when you get older though. I, I, you know, I discovered Gaviscon in the last few years and that was for a good reason. When you kind of exhale at three in the morning in bed and like you can feel the food at the back of your throat. It's... <laughs> well, I, was younger. I, I, I think this Christmas more than any, everyone's really going to go for it, aren't they? Because, you know, we've yeah. had, you know, 2020 has been such a winning year. Everybody's been so excited that, um, you know, I've, I've certainly been packing the, the wine and the cheese into the house. You know, trying most of it. You know, I've got a, about fifteen different types of biscuits. I've just got to try and hide those from Vincent. You know, because he's obviously got his biscuit radar out already. Well, what what is it for you? Well, over recent years, I found the the freedom from your phone quite liberating because mm-hmm. no one contacts you. Yeah, that's true. It's really like, and these you have no reason to check your phone because there's no nothing happens. So there's no like events or football to check or anything you just put your phone away mm. you don't even need to look at it because you're with everyone that you want to be with in that moment yeah you know and so you, and you everyone's with who they want to be with so they're not contacting you say to share the latest meme or yeah Anthony joshua winning some boxing yeah that's always been. I like people. and so they're just yeah it's a really i've really noticed that over the recent years you just don't even look at your phone which is nice which is quite sad and then the other thing is not having any form of guilt or care about how much you consume. Yeah. Just can consume whatever you want. And it doesn't matter because you know that come Boxing Day, it, everything resets. That's how it works. You remember, you might, I don't know, Will, because you're a little bit younger than me and, and Richie, but I am. You yep. remember considerably. When the first mo- I mean, I didn't have a mobile phone until I was in my early 20s. But when you knock your 310 and there would be the send for all text. Yeah, yeah. Say, like send it to everyone in your address book. Have a great day, guys. Happy Christmas. Like send yeah. it to Eve, basically. So yeah, you know, same with New Year's Eve. You'd always just say, yeah, send that Happy New Year. Like, oh, who will reply? And oh, they sent me a message. That's nice. Yeah, to tallying up who would, who'd sent one to and they hadn't replied. And then, yeah, it, it's weird, isn't it? Like, you know, I haven't talked to you. And then, yeah, suddenly it's like Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. But I, I actually, I think I, I'm kind of, you slightly touched on it, but I think it's that kind of, I know not everyone celebrates Christmas, but the majority, of, it doesn't the majority of people do, but it's just that that thing, that celebratory thing of everyone being on the same page. So when you see a family walking past down your road, it's like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're having their moment and they're doing their thing. It's that nice feeling that the world kind of stops. Yeah. It's the, uh, the, the, the celebratory chocolates that you only have at, at that time of year. I mean, the rest of the year, you never see matchmakers or <laughs> after eight minutes right. or even like a chocolate orange, you know, yeah. but on, on, on Christmas Day, they all come out, you know, you know, what do I need? Can I have like 27 kilograms of minty chocolate? Please? Yes, you can. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Natalie and I are currently, my wife, I should say, we're currently ranking the festive tins. So we last week we did roses, definitely the worst. 
Um, and then this week we've just done celebrations. And then tomorrow we kick in with, I think we're going to kick in with heroes. And then the final week will be quality street. So we've been ranking individual suites within the box. And then obviously the entire tin. And I mean, at the moment, celebrations definitely beating roses. Um, yeah, what's, your, what's your favorite? A celebrate a box of celebrations. Um, yeah, I think that's always the favourite. I think there's more variation in there and there's very few I'd throw away. And the tip is, the least liked in my household, well, the Snickers have to go because there's a peanut allergy in here, so that, that's fine, they go. But is when you get the Mars, they're always left at the end. Stick them in the fridge and then just slice them up finally when you want to eat one. What? It's a whole different Mars experience. <laughs> there we go. Are you weighing them out between slices? No, it's just like, I, I always find Mars a bit too chewy and sort of, it's something I don't really like about it, but when it's sliced up, right. it works quite well as a little square treat. A tiny little square treat. Tiny, tiny little mouse's Mars. <laughs> I, I have to say, roses are really terrible. I remember- well, they're, they're, very they're very sweet. They're very sweet. They're too sweet. I mean, the one that I, I'm amazed, I don't know who make them, but if you're listening, you should definitely do this, is Rebels. Now, Rebels, to me, are the king of chocolates because you've got everything you need in there. If you're ever going on a road trip, especially around Christmas time, yeah. get a, an extra big bag of Rebels. But what they should do is they should get like those roses boxes and then fill that with Rebels because that's like a that's a treat. You could that's have a chocolate one. You could have a coffee one, an orange. Tiny Revel size as well, like a, like a massive tub of just... Just, just, just like nothing. those, you know, you know, like when you see, you go to sort of, uh, like restaurants and they have those whole big plastic tubs of butter yeah, yeah. <laughs> just one of those full of revels that you yeah. could all just pick in or maybe like a grabber that would go in I mean you know you get the taste sensation there because you could have coffee orange it could all be mixed in put 55 yeah. of them in your mouth on Christmas day knock Not yourself out toffee there though I don't need the toffee oh, that's good because that's the surprise yeah toffee's good I like it's the it's the the chewiness it's great it's a good idea, actually, because you can wrap them all in some kind of generic wrapper, couldn't you? So, uh, and if you got, so you don't know what you're unwrapping. What the rebels? Yeah, you can't have them all sitting in a big pot because they'll all yeah, they'd all melt. It's a, we're, we're all nowadays. in a bubble. It's a, it's a COVID nightmare, Rich. Come on. Yeah, we're all in a bubble. We're all going to be kissing at some <laughs> point, especially in my house. So it's like you know, everyone's going to be you know, passing them around. You know, it's it's the way it is. Some kind of weird Roman orgy. <laughs> well, that's, that's your questions done. You did well, Richie. Impressive. You, you passed your Liverpool test. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they've got such a history. I was I was a bit worried of what question you're going to ask. You know, who was the top scorer in 1984 or something like that? But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah probably, probably Ian Rush. Yeah, every year. Join the fantasy football hangover FPL league. Using the code Q4LH9M. That's Q4LH9M. Yummy, yummy football. So as mentioned, we are recording this on Sunday evening. We're still yet to have the results of the final two matches. So it's tricky to do our leagues. But at the moment, Magnus Carlsen of chess fame, uh, not the musical, he is top of the Celebrity League and he is the top scoring manager of the week in the Celebrity League. And then honorary mention as well for Jack Hale in our Listener League. He is top of the Listener League and he is also ranked inside the top 6,000 players in the world. So well done, Jack. 
very impressive there. Top 6,000. Oh, man. What I'd do to be in the top 6,000 of anything in the world ever. <laughs> the top 6,000. No, that is good. That is, that is impressive. And did you know that, Richie, that Magnus Carlsen, chess maestro, is the main man in our celebrity league? No, I did not know that. He, ca- he came 10th in the world last year in FPL. He's the like number one chess player in the world and the 10th best fantasy footballer. Yeah. A very long email from his dad as well saying that he didn't really want to, because we try and get like, the high score to just give us a few tips, but he was sort of parking it for now. He didn't really want to focus too much on it, which is... Well, he's got the mind for it, you know. If chess, chess is very mathematical moves and thinking about that, you know. I mean, I'm I'm a huge chess fan, so I've just been watching that Queen's Gambit, which I recommend if you uh, if you want if you bore yourself to death for a few hours of of a night. That's really good. What's yeah. That on? Uh, on Netflix. Okay. Really good, like uh, about chess. Yeah, it's I, I I struggle every year. I mean, I'm I'm permanently as Rob, Rob and uh, Will will tell you, I am a uh, con- continual mid table. Um, person for for most fantasy football. I think the most. I think maybe I came second one year when Will first started his. Maybe third. Yeah, you did, dropped, Yeah, you did but, have a really good. Yeah, you've had a good season before. And I've I've won the cup, but I I always take too long. I mean, you need to basically be able to change it every week, and I never do. I always stick too long, and I should twist, and that's where I always go. And it's the same this year. You know, I should have I should have changed much earlier in the season. Um, I think, yeah, even though I'm now watching literally every YouTube video to try and uh, get some tips from a lot of the sort of uh, fantasy football pundits out there, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, you've, you've basically got to, be, you've got to be picking ahead of those guys. Yeah, and that's, well, I guess that's where, that's where Carlson does well as a chess player. They're always looking a few moves ahead. So he's obviously, look, he's probably looking to like game week 24 right now. What would you say the percentages of the magic formula of, of stats versus luck versus gut. Because I feel like it's a pretty much a three-way split. I, yeah. I go through phases where I don't do any research and I'm just like, quick, I've got to do my team and I think it will go this way. Um, or you've had a good week and you sort of rest, you don't research it properly. But well, the, one, the, one, the one to boil it down to is the, is, the, uh, is the triple captain. I've only ever seen that work maybe a few times with a huge haul. Yeah. I can remember a few years ago, I think someone in one of our leagues got Aguero when he scored four goals and they had tri- triple captain that, that time. Yeah, yeah that, was 80, that was an 80-point haul, I remember. Yeah, yeah. That was my yeah. wedding day. I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've done it and I, I, had, I, had, I triple captain someone and they got one point, so I got three points. Yeah, I did that with Mane. Game. <laughs> I did that with Mane last week. We were talking about that to Olivia last a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Mane double game week for Liverpool. He was in form, and he—I he, think he only played about forty-seven minutes or something. But it, you're right, and I, I was going to do bench boost this week, and um, I was just looking at my team, and I wasn't happy. And I, I just thought my bench might do well, and they have. They're pretty much outscoring my starting nine or ten players that have played so far. But um, I went out for a lunch on Friday and got uh, hideously drunk and forgot to do it. That learn me, won't it? A lot, a lot of people missed the deadline on Friday. I was getting a lot of WhatsApps from people being like, "Damn, missed the deadline." I don't. It seems to catch people out. Um, I mean, even though it's the same every week, and you should just look at your teams, but whatever. You do, um, you do have those beautiful moments. They come along so fleeting when sometimes you forgot to make the change, yeah. and then the team that you left actually is amazing. 
yeah. yeah. And that shows you how much of a, like, you know, it, it's a tough ask to do really well every year because it's just, there's so many variables. Have you got any secret FPL rules, Richie? Because I'm doing one this season where my captain has to play in one of the penultimate three games. Yeah, this is Rob's secret rule that he mentions every single week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my, my, as I was just mentioning, I mean, I always, every week, I think, oh, I'm going to pick someone crazy. I'm going to, like, you know, captain the goalkeeper. But I always end up just keeping it Salah, hence why I'm in mid-table. So the, the lesson that it, there is that you just have to take a risk and, and move that around. I mean, you can bank on Salah getting you a decent haul. I was convinced today he would get, like, maybe a hat-trick. So I kept him as captain and he's pulled off after 70 minutes. I mean, he'd get the penalty, but it's, uh, no, I, I sort of, I, I always play by gut feeling, um, which is just, yeah, is, is not worked. I, I even, I, one year I did invest. There's one of the, one of the sites has like, you know, will give, give you some sort of, uh, machine learning sort of algorithm that will give you suggestions. And I ran it by, through that for, for one year on a, on, and they were like giving me predictions about who I should make captain. But I never got any better. So, Did you pay for that? Uh, no, no, no. It's something that they, they basically, uh, they had. I mean, it's still running now. Um, but uh, so you can pay for it and they'll basically look at your team and then give you a, 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 a prediction and tell you who you should make captain. But it's That's just... Uh, I can't believe you stooped that low. <laughs> yeah, but as, as i as i live as you know as i live in the future of technology i'm like oh yeah I'll, you know the algorithm is my friend so uh fun out of it because it wasn't you making the decisions well yeah i mean but it, it, so, so i i did it for a while and then i now i've gone back to gut feeling none of it works that's what i'm saying i think i'm yeah. just you know <laughs> i don't know you know i think I, I i'm i'm just too slow to change i you know with with robinson and trent even before um, uh, Van Dyke got injured, I should have seen that they were not going to keep clean sheets. But that's the one thing that does infuriate me is that I always pick my own club team players. I always usually have three Liverpool players in there because yeah. by and large they do all right, but I keep them way too long. You know, it's, I, I are there should... any teams you won't touch, like a Everton and no-go area? No, no, I've got I've got Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I mean, they've settled into uh, their new their usual path. I mean, they were at the top. They got obviously a bit giddy, and now they're back mid table. Hello to all those Everton fans out there. Um, so uh, you know, they're back to their mid table, and then maybe uh, borderline relegation scrap. But uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, now I'll I'll go for. Pre- I mean, when Man United were were, really, were doing really well, you know, a few years ago, because I've I've been I've I've been playing fantasy football since it was like in the paper. I sound like I'm 106. <laughs> when I first, when I first, this, this, this is one for the kids out there. When I first started playing uh, fantasy football, the guy who ran our league, so the Will and Rob of the time, used to do the adding up himself out of the paper and then send an Excel right. sheet around every day. And so he would have to be, he would run with the rules that are in place now, but he would actually have to do all the uh, arithmetic himself. Wow. And, then, and for him, that was fun. I can't see the fun of it, but there we go.
Okay, so should we start looking ahead to game week 13, which is on Tuesday, very close, with a 4.30 deadline. Then Tuesday evenings, Wolves, Chelsea, and then Man City, followed by Man City, West Brom, which we mentioned earlier, all on Amazon Prime. So whilst you're doing your Christmas shopping, you can have a look at the football. What do we reckon there, gents? Goal, goal fests or low score? Because I have a theory that midweek fixtures are always low scoring because players are rested and everyone's a bit knackered. But this season, that is obviously... It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. I mean, you could, like with Man City, you could go all in and like captain, you know, triple captain Sterling thinking he's going to get 74 goals against West Brom. And then he probably couldn't play and then put Mares or someone else in. I mean, you know, I think they're going to they're going to switch it up, aren't they? Uh, Guardiola, I can't see him. He's famous for it. You know, you're probably it's really hard to call that. You know, same with Chelsea. Chelsea, after the loss, could come back and and really hammer Wolves. But yeah, could, you know, Wolves look a little bit lost at the moment. I will say with City is that Aguero played in midweek, didn't he? In the Champions League, came on and scored. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's a chance for Aguero to come back and uh, slot a few home against West Brom. It's a nice, easy fixture for him. I think we sort of spoke about it at the beginning, didn't we? It feels like Man City defenders are probably a decent bet. Mm. Um, but what, I mean, and then the Wednesday night, you've got uh, Liverpool Spurs. That That's going to be a great game, surely. Or a lot, of, well, it could be nil-nil, but there'll be a lot of eyes on that. Um, where are the goals on Wednesday? Well, you could have got games like Fulham Brighton could either be a really drab nil nil or it could be like a three three. You know, yeah. I mean, they they both concede. You got West Ham Crystal Palace. There's some tough ones to sort of call. Arsenal Southampton. I mean, yeah, Leicester Everton. It's really difficult, I think, to work out who's gonna who's gonna win him a lot of those. I think Newcastle Newcastle Leeds could be a good good game there. I think there could be a lot of goals. Um, Leeds just can't stop conceding. And Newcastle look fairly fairly decent. I mean, they they've scored quite a lot this season, to be fair. And yeah, uh, old fixture proof will uh, will like a game like that, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll be sticking with fixture proof. I think that yeah, I, I'm still staying with. I think Thursday night could be the goals. Villa, Burnley, and yeah, United, Man United. That that could be the one where the goals start flowing. But I do. I don't know. I always think it's. If your team's all right for a midweek set of fixtures, stick with it and save your transfer for the weekend because you get a lot of rotation, you get a few injuries. And then suddenly we're looking at Saturday, the last Saturday before Christmas. Ah, Palace, Liverpool, Richie. Hello. Now we're talking. Early kickoff. Used to get you a ticket for that every now and then. Yeah, well, I'll just turn up. Hopefully see your dad there. (laughs) I saw it on TV earlier. Quite weird. It's absolutely, honestly, it's disgraceful the lack of fans going to matches. I mean, what are they doing? (laughs) Show up and and support your team, guys. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you've got got Spurs and Leicester there. That could be a good game. Man United leads. There's, uh, yeah, there's Burnley Wolves. Um, Chelsea, West Ham as well, ending the. In the game, I love I love a Boxing Day set of fixtures, though I have to say, because it just feels like you know usually sitting around a bit drunk and it's take a few gambles, maybe. Oh, actually, have you two played your wild cards? Yeah, yeah. That'll uh, yeah, the first wild card, yeah, but we get a new one in January, don't we? Yeah. Anyone? Yeah, the big the big one there, Liverpool West Brom, um, at home, you know. But then you know it's. Day after Christmas Day, you know, Boxing Day. What, what, who are they going to play? You know, it's uh, that's a tricky one. 
Um, yeah, this this is a time more than any time to make sure your bench is good because there's rotation and you need a good bench, which at the moment, my bench is appalling. I don't have a bit. I have like no players available. They don't play. At one point, they were good, but now they just don't play. So I'm just every week like, but every week I get, oh, I'll, this week I'll fix my bench and then Yotta gets injured. So I can't fix my bench. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to get a bench because it's uh, just getting even further ahead of ourselves. After Boxing Day, it's two days later, the next set of fixtures. Yeah. Yeah, a little, a little tip for everyone. You want to follow my uh, my lead at the top. I've got Nyland, uh, Aston Villa as my goalkeeper, my backup goalkeeper. Uh, <laughs> if you look him up, his contract was terminated. Uh, in this year. He's, he's my backup keeper, so we're doing well there. Uh, and I also have Stevens. Uh, he's uh, lack of fitness, 20 five percent flat chance of playing so uh midfielder for burnley so yeah my my uh my bench is not doing anything other than justin justin and bernardo maybe if he gets in for brighton but slightly yeah. worrying for stevens isn't it he's uh he's not played all season no no so he played 45 minutes um seven game weeks ago <laughs> and, and they're still yeah. saying lack of match fitness yeah oh, what's he doing <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got I've got Kilman, uh, Mitchell, and Basuma on the bench. Who at the beginning of the season, I mean, Kilman was playing and yeah. getting clean sheets. Mitchell, I, what's he done? I mean, he's he slept with Billy Roy's wife or something. Yeah, he, like, he was playing, and then all of a sudden he's just got absolutely like shafted, never seen again. He was just there while Van Aanholt was injured because I don't know if you remember Van Aanholt broke his shoulder at the end of last season. Yeah. So they were just waiting for him to come. Well, he looked good, Mitchell. Well, with, yeah, well, at least give him another shot. And with, then um, and then Basuma plays every game and gets me one point every single game. Yeah, you need those players, though. You know those you know those players that will always, you know, get you. Always get me one point. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, you know, it's tricky, though, because it's like, you know, you, you flip around. I, I wish they would have, they would let you play two at the back. Because, you know, so many, so yeah, many, teams, yeah. you know, that's what we want. That's what everyone wants. Come on, fans. Bring it back. Let's go for who's who's your one player, right? If we're going to say one player that's going to shine, do you think it could be someone returning from injury over the Christmas period, like an Aguero who's been injured, or it could well be a Timo Werner who, let's face it, Richie, if you get rid of him, he'll definitely do well. Yeah, but a few yeah. people saying his stats are just slowly creeping up, and his his conversion rates, you know, was was great in the Bundesliga. I, I don't know. It's going to be a sort of random player, isn't it, that no one's looking at that will suddenly start flying. Well, at some re at some point, you know, the Arsenal are going to start winning, you know, and they've got some decent players. But I can't see oh, them if, if Abam yeah, if Aubameyang starts scoring, he'd be a great shout because you know last season and well the last few seasons he's been amazing. But you're just not going to put twelve million on him, are you? No, he's no. too spicy. I will. I, I think United have got brilliant fixtures. Like they, it's tricky because obviously everyone's out to get uh, Solskjaer and, and wants him out. But actually, Rashford's not a bad shout. He's still down as a midfielder and he was playing centre forward the other day. Yeah, Rashford Greenwood. I think there's there's some great great shouts there. And obviously Fernandez is just like every every single game he will score you points. Goal machine. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, so he's I, he's going to be my captain, I think, for for at least a couple of those game weeks. Fernandez is. I keep I keep thinking about getting rid of Son so I can get Fernandez in because it's the only way it can really work for me. But 
Um, I, I think Sun is just going to keep going all season. It just seems to be, you know, if, if Kane scores, Sun scores or assists. So he just gets so many points. I, I can't get rid of him. And I have Salah anyway. Um, it's tough. Grealish, who do I drop out of those to get Fernandes in? I think I'll probably have to make like two or three subs to try yeah. and afford. Grealish has, had a, Grealish has had a bad couple of weeks. He's not, well, obviously last week he didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, terrible, terrible week for him. To keep him for the, because they'll obviously have a double because they didn't because obviously Newcastle and Villa didn't play so keep him for for that I guess um and then maybe get him after get rid of him after that he always always comes in with a haul though I mean he like you know game week four the lovely 7-2 against us he got 24 points game week seven 15 points game week 10 10 points so he seems to yeah, be consistent yeah, every couple of weeks yeah who would you say on the Fernandez and Son thing who would you say has the more annoying face <laughs> Fernandez definitely. Yeah. Son's cheeky and cute. Yeah, I think he's he's more lovable, isn't he? Fernandez has got quite an irritating face. Fernandez has got more like a Van Nistelrooy like. Yeah, quite slappable, isn't he? Yeah, very slappable. Quite big. There's a lot going on. Fernandez loves a dive, doesn't he? To get to get a penalty, a bit like Mane. You know, I can say that as a Liverpool fan. But uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. Son is like the one player. I don't know. Kane couldn't fit into the Liverpool side. I think he'll probably end up going Man United or something. I don't know why you do that, but you, you probably will. But um, you know, Son, I could see playing for for, for Liverpool. That'd be amazing. He's he's such such a good player. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter and on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks to everyone for listening and for listening this half of the season we'll be back at some stage in the in, I don't know when it will be Christmas New Year um, we'll work it out we'll find a space maybe we'll have a few more drinks and um, we look forward to looking ahead to more fantasy football woes and joys and have a great Christmas yeah and good luck over the festive period if you need any tips or advice just get in touch on the socials uh, we should also say that the lovely people at Honest Burgers sent us a Good. delicious honest at home pack which you can get for i think it's about 18 pounds plus delivery and they will send you like a diy burger pack so you get the buns and the the um burger patties and then extra bits so i ordered the christmas one which was camembert which you dip in egg and breadcrumbs and then deep uh and then shallow fry with cranberry sauce and it was really bloody good so definitely get your hands on that if you can. Just go to um, their website, Honest Burgers, and uh, you can order those. And it's nationwide delivery, so you can get it anywhere you want. And it is, yeah, £18 plus delivery. Lovely stuff. Rob, you haven't had yours yet, have you? No, I'm looking forward to that. I've got a Christmas one on the way, yeah. So, Do I get one as payment yeah, for coming on? Might, we might. Yeah. Yeah. Just put it in the post. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye. Please um, rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get cross.